Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,235. And don't be afraid to fail. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey, this is Mark Green. Join me at the Classic Auto Show in Costa Mesa, California, this March 16th and 17th at the Orange County Fair and Events Center. I'll be the celebrity stage MC conducting live interviews with past Cars Yard guests, including Adam Carolla, the Grand Marshal, Dave Kindig from Bitchin' Rides, Wayne Carini from Chasing Classic Cars, Mark Warman from Graveyard Cars, Mike Finnegan from Roadkill, Bogey from All Girls Garage, Big Mike, Import Tuner and Builder, and Lynn St. James, an iconic race car driver. I hope I'll see you at the Classic Otter Show. For more information, go to theclassicottershow.com. That's theclassicottershow.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from snowy, cold Seattle, Washington. It's very rare for us to get snow up here in the Pacific Northwest, at least down not in the mountains. Jim Krauskopf. Jim, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely, Mark. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you uh, having me on your show. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. We'll have some fun. Jim Krauskopf is a managing partner and founder of 360 Sonar, a boutique recruiting and talent search firm located in Seattle, Washington. He has over 20 years of technology management and recruiting experience, primarily for high-tech organizations across the United States. Jim is also the co-founder of 3 Pedal Posse, a growing community of car enthusiasts who enjoy three-pedal driving and hanging out with like-minded car enthusiasts. He received a Bachelor of Arts degree and Master's degree in Urban Planning from UC San Diego and the University of Washington. Originally from Southern California, Jim is an avid car and Porsche enthusiast, an amateur photographer, aspiring writer, and a scotch drinker. His three-pedal posse co-founder, Mauricio Bendagna, was yesterday's guest here on Cars Yeah. So Jim, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more? about your business, about what you're doing there with Three Pedal Posse, and your passion for automobiles. Thanks, Mark. I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so I'm a part-time headhunter matchmaker for tech companies. I've been in tech for over uh, 20 years now, and uh, you alluded to my last name. It's a little bit unique. It's originally, it's German. It's Krauskopf is German for curly head, which is kind of <laughs> ironic since I have zero curly hair whatsoever and, and I'm Asian. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> um, you're a unique guy for sure. Yeah, very, very unique. So, and and yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent car enthusiast. I, I, I definitely enjoy uh, driving cars and spending time with other enthusiasts. Very cool. And I see uh, you went to UC San Diego. My first two years of college were at UCSD. My wife graduated from there with an engineering degree. So, uh, did you grow up down in San Diego? Because I mentioned you were a Southern California kid. Uh, I did grow up in Orange County, behind okay. the Orange Curtain, and yeah. uh, <laughs> as people like to call it. And uh, I, yes, I went to uh, undergrad at uh, UC San Diego. It's a wonderful school there. I tell you, that place has grown uh, incredibly. We took our son there when he was looking at colleges, and I looked at my wife and I said, this isn't the same place you and I went to. It's become a city. It's it's massive. I, I can't even believe it. Uh, when I was there, it was n- not that big, but that was back in the 
late 70s. So times have changed. Yeah, I, I, I was there from 87 to 90. And uh, it was a 24 hour construction zone when I was there. And I occasionally go back to visit and it's amazing how much has changed. Yeah, and it's still growing. Every time I go down to San Diego, it's growing. So yeah, great school for sure. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Jim, take the wheel. Uh, so, as I mentioned, I'm a matchmaker, and uh, I work with a lot of uh, professionals in my career. And if there's one thing that I always try to impart on my candidates uh, and also uh, friends and associates is don't be afraid to fail. There is mm. a an ode to failure, a famous commercial by Michael Jordan that you can look up. It's only about 30 seconds long, and he basically walks through all of his failures in his career, the number of times, dozens of times he's been asked to make the game-winning shot or the number of times games he's lost or shots he's missed. And at the end of that commercial, I think what's really powerful is he says that basically, paraphrasing is that I succeed because I fail. And I think that's yeah, just a really yeah. powerful takeaway. And another, you know, sports analogy that uh, from Wayne Gretzky is you, know, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And yes. I think that's something that I really try to encourage with my candidates and people that ask for career advice, um, because I, I see people that are unhappy in their careers or their jobs, but they don't do anything about it. And yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate. So I, I try to encourage them, you know, not to make rash decisions, but at the same time, don't be content with just the status quo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love that commercial. From Michael Jordan, and it's also true. It's kind of like Babe Ruth. How many times did he swing and miss versus home runs? But nobody remembers the swings and the misses. They remember all the home runs. And what you're talking about here is a special place in my heart. It's part of why I started this podcast, and that is to inspire people that they can find a way to work in the field they're passionate about, obviously cars, or in your case, somewhat of a sidepreneur job with Three Pedal Posse, that you can get involved. And there's lots of ways to get involved. You don't need a lot of money. Uh, or if you want to spend money, you can and get involved, but it's a big part of being happy in, in life. I gave a talk this past weekend to, uh, uh, Andy Collins. He has a racing seminar. He's a past guest here on Cars. Yeah. Local guy who, uh, runs the Sovereign Vintage Race Series up there and that you've probably attended along with me many, many years in a row. And, um, I gave this talk and one of the things was about just that, that so many of my guests here on Cars. Yeah. Just decided I'm going to take a chance, uh, either racing or journalism or photography or whatever it might be. And they took a chance to go into a field they're passionate about and look where they are now. So awesome quote, awesome thing to share right off the bat here. You're full of golden nuggets here, Jim. So let's keep it going. Would you share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life and you knew you were going to be a car guy? Uh, I don't, I wouldn't say there was a pivotal moment, but I, I, Look back in my life, and I think a lot of folks can probably say there's a similar story where, you know, my introduction to cars started with my father, who is an engineer. He loved, uh, he loved Fords and he loved buying Fords and working on his cars. And I would, I recall going into the garage, spending time with him, you know, just like a typical, uh, car commercial where, you know, your father hands your, little boy a little wrench so you can pretend to be turning something <laughs> yeah. and and then uh he would you know pile the entire family my brother my mom and i into our station wagon and we would just drive on sundays 
and we didn't have a destination. And I just remember sitting in the backseat, staring at the window at the scenery. And I think that really uh, has some fond uh, memories for me. And, you know, it lives in me to this day because I love driving. I love being on the road, whether it's uh, in the backcountry twisties or just, you know, bombing down the highway. There's something nostalgic about that that I really love. And I think that's that's what got me started. Oh, how cool. And, and you're a Porsche guy like me, right? Uh, yes, I'm definitely a, a Porsche enthusiast through and through. And uh, I graduated from uh, VW to uh, BMWs. So I've owned many um, E36 M3s and um, E30s. And I still am a BMW fan. I drive one every day, but uh, my uh, wheel of choice is definitely a, a 911. So I've had four air-cooled Porsches and I currently drive much to the chagrin of my air-cooled friends, I currently drive a 2005 997 Carrera S. Nice. Well, we share something else, Jim. I'm a big BMW fan. I've had four M3s. My current daily driver is an E46 M3. Although with the snow we have on the ground today, my car is not leaving the garage. It does not do <laughs> very, very well in this snow. I'll take my wife's X5 with the snow tires on it. And I live on a steep hill. so. Uh, but that's cool. Well, both uh, you and I share a passion there. You know, last week I was shooting a couple episodes of the Cars Yeah TV show, which is something new for me. And we were at the California Automobile Museum with Carly Starr, who is a past guest here. And they have a display of of traveling cars kind of back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And they had an Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, which is what my parents had in the 60s. And boy, like you just said, it brought back memories of my sister and I sitting in the back, looking out of the back of that car, driving across the country, stopping at all those Stuckey's stands to have lunch. and buy some little souvenir of some kind. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The car is definitely part of our history. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, back then, you know, this is in the, you know, 70s, you know, gas was expensive for a while, but wasn't it because- Well, yeah, there was that gas crisis for a while where you you just almost couldn't get gas. I know, exactly. But my dad, you know, he insisted every Sunday, let's get in the car and just go out. And, you know, he would use the phrase, let's get outside and blow the stink off of us. And (laughs) and so, (laughs) uh, yeah, so a lot of fond memories. For sure. Very cool. That's cool. Blow the stink off. Yeah. My mom used to say that. Go outside and blow the stink off yourself. So Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure. And I like this question in this sense. Not so much that I'm going to make you rekindle a time that might have been a little tough for you, but more importantly, and this goes back to that failure concept, is what did you learn from this situation so that you could learn, go forward, I should say, and uh, gain some momentum uh, in your business, your life, or your career. So walk us through one of those times, would you? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I can look back to something that actually happened uh, just recently, just ba- uh, this past year. I was uh, involved in the first you know, major car accident I've ever had in my life. and Oh, no. It was uh, an Uber driver ran a red light, and we ended up T-boning in the intersection. And yeah. uh, I was in my daily driver. I was in my X1, which I, I have a new one now. But it was, uh, so the, all the airbags deployed and, and I was physically, uh, you know, I hurt my back a little bit, but I'm, I'm a hundred percent fine now. But, uh, I re, I bring it up, Mark, because it challenged me physically just to recover from that. But also for the first time in my life, I had a little bit of a mental challenge in regards to, I, I went through a little bit of a, I guess, you know, PTSD or mm-hmm. depression. I don't know yeah. what I, I guess I think what triggered me was asking myself, this rhetorical question of like, what, what if I was in my Porsche? 
Because at the time oh, I had a no. I had a seventy yeah. seven air cooled Porsche yeah. with you know no airbags no avia I mean there's oh you know, okay what, I yeah, didn't I didn't mean to chuckle at you but I was thinking you didn't want to lose your Porsche versus no, your no, BMW no no that's not that because I just kept thinking hey you know if I was in that my nine eleven would I still right. be alive right because uh, those yes. cars are okay, what they gotcha. are they're very rare yeah. I mean they're they're very sparse in regards to technology yeah. for, and that's why we love right. driving them but uh, so anyway I think that that really triggered a lot of uh, life questions about mortality and and so many other things and and ultimately uh what i'm getting to i think the takeaway for me was i ever since that day i wake up every day with gratitude and i think it's something that to me is key in how i approach my life my job my relationships because you just never know what's going to happen i mean i can get hit by a bus tomorrow and uh, because of that, I think it helped me um, approach my day and, and just be, number one, grateful and also be appreciative of what we have. Well, first and foremost, I'm sorry you went through that. That's a scary deal. Uh, but secondly, you touched on something that is a reoccurring theme with my guests here, and that's having gratitude. And as I mentioned, the talk I gave at uh, Andy Collins Armadillo Racing Convention uh, this weekend, I mentioned that, and I'll tell you that gratitude is so important because what I've learned from talking to you now, you just added to the layers here of this wonderful fabric that I've created at Garcia, is that when we are grateful, it is impossible to be upset about anything. And just try it sometime. I ask the listeners out there all the time, I say this, if you're unhappy with something, stop and think about about what you're grateful for, and you'll forget about what you're unhappy about. Because you can't be mad when you're grateful. You just can't. Your brain won't even allow it. So I think in a way, you learned a little secret sauce to life there, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, you, you, just the, the act of being grateful tweaks your perspective about so many things and something that was annoying to you. It still might be a little annoying, but it just takes the edge off of it enough to, for you to understand that, hey, you know what? It's not that bad. I mean, I, I, I was able to wake up today in a warm home. My dog yep. sleeping on the floor next to me. And uh, <laughs> yeah. life, yeah. you know, life, life is great. So. You know, Absolutely. and my dad used to say that. He'd say, every morning I wake up, I'm grateful that I'm six feet above the ground instead of six <laughs> feet under the ground. And it's a great way to start your day. You know, I was thinking of that this morning. I even posted on my Facebook page. I'm looking outside and a little frustrated with the snow that you and I are dealing with because we don't deal with snow very well up here in the Pacific Northwest because we're not used to it. We have a lot. I think this is the most I've seen in 25 years of living here. And I started, for some reason, what struck my mind was the Battle of the Bulge during World War II. I don't know how I made that leap, but I thought, man, those guys that fought in those deplorably cold conditions, I'm not going to complain at all about the snow. I got it made, like you. I woke up in a warm house this morning, although our power did go out for a while yesterday, but I have a generator. So, you know, um, yeah, it's about having an attitude of gratitude. It's oh so important, and it'll, it'll get you through anything. Thanks for sharing that. I'm glad you're okay. Uh, yeah, the cars can always be replaced, but I understand. I would hate to get hit in my old Porsche as oh, well. No. Not a lot of protection there. Yeah. Yeah. And you also mentioned being, uh, you know, above ground. I have a good friend of mine, Ron, has always, his mantra is, you know, every day above ground is a great day. And yes. uh, that's another. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So yeah. Made me laugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good way to think of it. So every morning when you wake up, just lay in bed and just think of three things you're grateful for. They could be very minor, silly little commonplace things, but... The fact that you have fresh drinking water, two-thirds of the world doesn't. So, Mm -hmm. you know what? We got it made. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle. You've had a a few cool cars you alluded to earlier, but is there 
a first one that you got that you went, ah, finally got the car I want? Yeah, I think I would have to say that it would be the first air-cooled Porsche I purchased and had. It had always been a always been a dream of mine to have one, and I finally had a job where I could afford to buy one. And at the time, I was actually looking to pull the trigger on a, a 993 C4S. It was a oh, guards red nice. with sport seats, and and actually we had come to terms. I had come to terms with the seller, and at the very last second, he changed his mind and, de- and decided he didn't want to sell his car, which I totally uh, understand. Uh, but it was kind of I was kind of disappointed about that. And yeah. lo and behold, I happened to discover that. Porsche made a wide body, basically, effectively, the predecessor to the C4, 993 C4S in the 964 variant. And it was, yes. uh, 19, yeah, so in 1994, they made a one year only C4 wide body. So all the C4s in 94 were wide bodies. And uh, at the time, I didn't understand or know that it was how rare it was. And oh, yeah. I happened to, they happened to find one in Florida. It was a Grand Prix white with a 3.6 turbo speedline wheels and and so I just remember getting that car and it was the first Porsche I'd ever had. And actually I bought it sight unseen. I got a PPI on it. And, um, so the first time I got behind the wheel, if you haven't, if you've never been in an air cooled Porsche, there's, there's nothing like it in regards to the feel, the smell. It smells like a little bit of oil and gas and, and the, the sound of the engine. So anyway, you know, driving that car was incredible. And it just totally validated my experience. And and uh, I had a friend from the Bay Area visit me one day, and we took it. Uh, he had never been in one either, so I said, "Hey, you know," I threw him the keys and said, "Let's go t- go for a drive." And less than a minute into that drive, he turned to me with you know a smile from ear to ear, and he and he said, "Jim, I get it." And I think to me, that's <laughs> yeah. just uh, kind of sums up the uh, the nine eleven air cooled yeah. experience there. So, wow, that's a very rare car. But again, Jim, I think you and I are uh, brothers from another mother here because I had a ninety eight C four S as a daily uh, yeah. driver for a while. Mm-hmm. I love that car. It's one of those. Well, most of my cars I wish I hadn't sold, but it's another one I wish <laughs> I hadn't let go. But uh, yeah, it was a great car. It just wasn't very fun for commuting because at the time. I had to deal with the Narrows Bridge here when there was just one bridge and I was in traffic every morning, every night. It was just not very comfortable car to, to commute in. So uh, I let it go and ended up buying an E46 M3, which uh, I've been really mm-hmm. delighted with those cars ever since. But I always think back to that car. How about seller's remorse? Since I'm talking about seller's remorse here <laughs> of some of mine, I want to share the pain here. So I want to hear hear what uh, your seller's remorse story is. Is there one of- car? I know there's probably a lot, but is there one that really stands out? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of automotive pain in my life. Uh, I mean, like I said, <laughs> I've had four, but uh, if there's one I had to pick, I mean, I, I've had a 993 as well, and that was a fantastic car. Uh, but if there's one I had to pick, I think uh, for just for driving experience, but also just for nostalgic reasons, I, I mean, I had a 1980 SC. I bought it from uh, uh, my friend Craig. He he wasn't a friend at the time. He was just a total stranger off the internet. And uh, it was his father's car that he was selling. I flew down to San Francisco and I, I and, uh, met Craig and we talked cars for what seemed like ever. And just like he said, you know, that phrase, a brother from another mother. I mean, we were t- we totally, <laughs> yeah. it, it was as if we had known each other forever. So that car, because, you know, number one, it's an SC. It has the 3.0 engine. It's just a really robust engine. It only has about 180, you know, maybe 185 horsepower. But, you know, I think I love being able to drive a slow car fast. 
I guess. Yes. And yeah. Um, yeah. rather than, and, and so that's very enjoyable. You can have fun driving that car at 35 miles an hour. And uh, so yeah. in addition to the driving experience, there, there was the connection that I had with Craig who encouraged me to visit Monterey Car Week, which I had heard about, but never really had any inclination to go. And it was because of Craig's urging that Mauricio and I went nine years ago, I believe now, this year, this August would be nine years. And it was the first time we went down there. And that was basically the beginning of our, um, yeah. I think, Porsche right. adventure. So, and what really, what yeah. inspired us to start Three Pedal Posse, honestly. So, Very cool. Very cool. I have a good friend, regular listener here in the Pacific Northwest, Bill. Dr. Bill, as I call him, or the Doxter. And uh, he's a Porsche guy, has some cool Porsches. He has a an SC that is really cool. It's a paint to sample metallic green. Um, you park that next to my metallic orange 87 turbo and they just look like, look like two little jelly beans in a jar. Oh. Um, they look so cool together, but I, he's let me drive that car a few times. I want that car. I love that motor. I love that car. You're right. It's not super fast, but it just, everything feels right in the SC. Oh, yeah. They're bulletproof cars too. Mm-hmm. They really, really hold up well. They wow. are. They're, okay. they're really, they have a lot of low end torque and, uh, this one was unique because yep. it had an aftermarket, uh, not aftermarket, uh, after the fact, it had steel turbo flares added to it. Cause I'm, I'm oh. yeah, you know, like, uh, Sir Mixlog, I like big butts. And, uh, so I like wide, I like another I like Pacific wide Northwest guy. Yeah. 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 I've met him a few times too. Anthony's a nice guy. Anyway, uh, yeah, I like wide bodies. And so this one was really unique. I added a ducktail to it and it's kind of, it's, uh, that car is kind of, had its uh, internet fame and has been handed down a couple times since. And so now it's, it's back in the Bay area. So. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you, you alluded here, you mentioned three pedal posse. I'd love for you to share with our listeners a little more about what it is, why you guys, you and Mauricio and your group put this thing together, kind of your sidepreneur project a little bit, if you will. Uh, what has you excited about three pedal posse? Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, Mauricio and I are, uh, partners in this. It's kind of a passion project of ours. And um, it all started because of our first year experience at uh, Monterey Car Week and meeting all of these amazing people and and seeing all these cars and going on drives. Even though we are, there's an emphasis on Porsches, it's not exclusively Porsche. And I think, you know, one of the edicts is that uh, we want to be inclusive rather than exclusive. So we're trying to build a a car community of like-minded enthusiasts that like to drive, especially like to grow their own gears. I mean, I think the manual is a dying breed, as we know. Yes. And and so there's something extra special about being able to roll your own gears. And when you get it right, especially in a 911, an air cool 911, there's nothing like it. So so I think that's uh, uh, something that we started. We wanted to create a community. Um, Our only rule is uh, no no a-holes. <laughs> so I think that's the, <laughs> I think Mauricio had said that too. when he talked, yeah, people that were, that are passionate, that are kind and nice and uh, fit in with the group. Yeah, absolutely. So as long as we, uh, we build a, I think we've been able to build a really great community. We, um, so in addition to organizing drives, we build cars. So, you know, Mauricio is in the process of uh, building a 68, 912. And he's converting to a kind of a TR inspired, uh, with a flat six engine in it. Uh, we've got a 356 lined up, uh, after that and a 73 RSR tribute car. And then we have a lot of other big surprises. I think, you know, this is our, we just completed our first year. This was kind of started off as a little, like you said, a side project hobby. And we've been really amazed at the support and response we've received 
And uh, so we have some other big things, you know, in line, some initiatives that we want to roll out this year as well. So hopefully you, um, if you folks uh, don't know about us, you know, follow us on Instagram. It's just a uh, three pedal posse with the number three, everything about us and details on drives, et cetera, you can find there. So very cool. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Jim's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. So Jim, up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah is now on MAV TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah TV. MAV TV is also available on DirecTV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, we are back, and I have a very introspective question for you, Jim. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested into a car, you were actually a car parked out in the garage, what would Jim be and why? Uh, that's a good and interesting question, Mark. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think there's any surprise that uh, I would definitely be a 911. Uh, I think there's a reason why I love them, why I drive them. And to me, I think they reflect uh, who I am and who I want to be, I guess, which is Something that's uh, a car that's versatile, uh, athletic, it's classic, it's timeless, and uh, and it's fun. Yeah. You know, these 911s are 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 just amazing machines that are engineered really well, and the thought behind them and the spirit behind them, I think, just really resonates with me, and obviously with a lot of other people out there. Yeah, yeah, they're incredible. I was very fortunate because last week I was at Bruce Canapa's shop in Scotts Valley, Canapa. Uh, does some incredible work on all sorts of cars, but he's he's kind of known as a Porsche guy too. And the number of Porsches that were there was just incredible. And the level of quality that they do down there, their work is over the top and insane. And there was a there was a car there that he was uh, rebuilding for Jerry Seinfeld that was a car that I'd never even seen before. It was a very unique car, but he has his 
959 SCs down there, which are pretty cool. I mean, the ultimate 911 as far as an old air cool car. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, 911s are very special for sure. And if uh, any of you listeners out there maybe don't think you're into those, go find a buddy who'll let you drive his. And I think you, like Jim's friend, will have a smile from yeah. ear to ear. You got to try it. <laughs> sure. You got to try it if you can. So that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jim, we are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that 911 throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I would say if you're in the market to buy a car, regardless of the car, I I really believe that if you get to know the seller, it will tell you a lot about what you might be buying. And what I mean by that is, if the seller is diligent in regards to maintenance records, if if they can demonstrate that they're kind and caring in personality, that means that it's reflected in how they purchase their car and how they maintain their car. If you meet someone that comes across as uh, really not giving a hoot about themselves or other people, uh, more than likely they didn't make good a wise a purchase about decision. their car. Yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah. no you know, I, become, I think you can buy well. I, it's it's great. Great advice. I've become friends with many people I've sold cars to. In fact, usually most of my friends want to buy my cars because I know I'm just a nutcase when it comes to taking care of them. But when I moved up here to the Pacific Northwest 25 years ago, I sold a car not too long, maybe two, three years later. And I'm still friends with Ed, who bought my uh, 964 from me. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a great way to meet new people, too, which is yeah, cool. I, I'm not necessarily friends with everybody I've purchased or bought cars from, but we still stay in touch mostly through the internet, and it's a fantastic way to you know grow your community. So, yeah, for sure. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Uh, I, I think uh, I'll, I'll circle back to that notion of um, being grateful. You know, like you said, wake up every day and do it at night before you go to sleep. Think yes. of a couple things that you're grateful for. And the practice of doing that, it does make a difference. It sounds hokey, but uh, mentally, we need to walk through that exercise in order to reinforce that that notion and live it. It works. It really does work. Just give it a try for a week. See if you notice a difference. How about a resource? Is there one that you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, I don't have one specific, but I do recommend that, uh, you know, everyone that's listening here is a car enthusiast. And if you are not a member of a car forum, I go out and become one because there is a forum out there for every make, model, and generation. And there is a wealth of knowledge in these forums. In addition to that, you just get to meet some amazing people. So whether you're looking for tech support or buying advice or just wanted to participate in the community, go out there and uh, reach out. Uh, whether it be through uh, the internet or, uh, I mean, on a website or, you know, through Instagram or Facebook, go, you know, be, part, be active in your community. Yeah, absolutely. If I could arrange for you to have a drink with uh, anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? I would like to have a beer with Chris Harris, who's currently on top uh-huh. here. I, uh-huh, to me, yeah. I've, I've been a fan of his for many years. And uh, so not only is he a Porsche guy, but I think he, to me, he represents what an ideal car enthusiast is. Um, he's very authentic. He loves to drive. And um, there's just no no veneer to who he is as a person and as a personality. So I, I, and on, on top of that, I think he would just have some 
incredible and funny stories to tell. Oh, no doubt. I would love to have him as a guest here on the show. Any of those listeners out there know Chris? Yeah. Uh, have him, him reach out to me. I'm trying. He's a hard guy to reach, I'll tell you. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to keep trying. Yeah, he's he's one of my top 10. Of course, Jay Leno was at the top. I'm going to get Jay mm-hmm. on here one of these days. But I'm uh, sure you will. Some of, I'm sure you will. Some of these celebrities take a little extra effort. Yeah. They're busy people. How about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, I, so a book that has had an impact on me and, and resonated with me is a, a, a book by uh, Mark Manson. Uh, he's a, a famous blogger, and he recently published a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Bleep. And um, <laughs> okay. and I, I like Mark because, number one, he, he, he's irreverent. Um, he's very genuine and authentic. And I think mm-hmm. he, uh, he has some good insights and advice about how to approach life and um, have a good uh, worldview about things because it's a little bit alternative to what you would normally see or read. And um, it's not sugar-coated at all. And I think it's a, it's a fantastic way to look at yourself and the relationships that you have, whether it be personal or professional in a different way, but also put yourself in a position where, number one, you take care of yourself. And number two, I, I one of the things you advocates is, and it's a phrase that we use in tech a lot, which is uh, minimize the noise and you know identify the signal. Uh, because I mm. think too many people... When you're unhappy or dissatisfied with life, you're just allowing too much noise into your life. Yes, I, I think you're right. I'll have to get my hands on that book. Uh, I've not read it before, but uh, sounds like a good book to read for sure. Well, I'll remind our listeners, you can get all these great resources that Jim has shared on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Jim Krauskop, K-R-O-U-S-K-O-P, curly haired guy, and that, <laughs> that, they, that page will pop right up. I like that. The curly-haired guy with no hair. Yeah, yeah. No curly hair. That's cool. No curly hair. I love it. Great name. Great name. All right. We're up to the checkered flag here, Jim. This is where it gets a little fun. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet today. doesn't matter where it is, who owns it. I'm parking it in your garage. But there's a couple rules to this game to make it a little more challenging. One is it's the only collector car you can have, so choose wisely. Second, you have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here at Cars, yeah? And Third, you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. So that little trick is off the table. What can I buy you today? Uh, this is my favorite question of yours, Mark. <laughs> Good. I love fantasy shopping. Uh, my Me too. number one car would absolutely, without a doubt, be the 300 SL Goldwing. Uh, to me, Ooh. that is the epitome of uh, a vintage classic sports car. Uh, at the time, it was considered the fastest car in the world. And um, just aesthetically it's one of the most beautiful cars in, in the world in my opinion and just uh the engineering that went into it at the time i've never been able to drive one so in this fantasy world this is my opportunity to own one and drive one and i would drive that's not out of it oh i'm happy to hear that those are absolutely awesome cars there was a couple of those down at bruce canopus shop they were doing some work on i have had the the pleasure of driving one of those and i think when you finally do get to drive one jim you'll find it's a pretty incredible car considering the age. It drives like a tank. It is so uh-huh. solid and it's, it drives like a car that is not as old as it is. Cause those cars were late fifties, early sixties. And yep. you think about most other cars from that time, pretty fragile, you know, pretty tinny. I mean, this uh-huh. thing is like a brick. It's just. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So if any one of your uh, generous listeners uh, would give me a, <laughs> show me the keys, one of these days, I'd be more than happy to. There you go. I'll see what I can do. I know there's a yeah. guy named John Shirley up in Seattle has got Oh, two. there you go. He's, John, he's got a going. 
yeah, John, he's got a going and he's got a roadster. Lucky guy. Uh, no doubt well earned with all his hard work. But uh, yeah, absolutely. yeah, there's some beautiful ones up here in the Pacific Northwest. Very nice. I'll get to work on that for you. But I can't deliver today because as I look out my window, here comes the snow again. We're getting I know. even more. So, uh, yeah. Oh, well, we're trapped in our w- warm, cozy houses. No problem with that. Well, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Three Pedal Posse and 360 Sonar? Uh, again, I, I, the best way is through our Instagram page. It's uh, Three Pedal Posse with the number three. We also have a website at threepedalposse.com. And um, every... Thing you want to know about us or how to reach us um, is can be through those two channels. We are going to be launching a, a YouTube channel as well with some exclusive content from our uh, events and other things. So um, we're nice. just kind of starting to ramp that up this year. But um, our Instagram page is is our best best way to reach us. Very cool. So. Very cool. And three sixty sonar is that three sixty sonar dot com? Correct. Yeah. So if you're you uh, looking for talent. Uh, Especially in the in the tech industry, uh, we can definitely help there as well. But uh, uh, yeah, we're here to mostly uh, promote the three PP culture and community. Cool, cool, awesome. Well, listeners, again, you can find all these links on Jim's show notes page on the Carja website. Just type Jim in that search bar or his last name again, Krauskop. K R O U S K O P. I'm getting better at saying that, aren't I? Ah, yeah, very you're doing German. really good at yeah. that little guttural. Your, your dad would be, yeah. your dad would be proud of me. Jim, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise, and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Stay warm up here in the snow until things start to thaw later this week. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate it. You have an amazing show. And I think that I, what I like about it is the, uh, the meaningful, inspirational aspects to it. So thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. Couldn't do it without the great guests here on Cars Yeah. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.